All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So on this, today's podcast, we're talking about cap rates. Cap rates, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good way to judge an investment property by kind of the bird's eye view of it, assuming all the numbers are correct. All right. So in today's example, we're going to use a hypothetical three family house that um, that's worth $500,000. Um, this particular three family house is bringing in 10%. So 10% cap rate. So meaning it's bring, if you pay cash for this deal, meaning $500,000 is bringing in 10% back on that $500,000 every year, which would equal $50,000 a year. Right? So if you, if I were to pay $500,000 cash, I would be for, I would be able to buy this property and this property will produce a 10% return on my $500,000. Correct? So if we're, if we're really being honest with ourselves, nobody's really buying a property cash straight up. No, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, people that have a lot of money, it's, but, but you know, it's really unheard of. Probably 90% of all real estate transactions are financed by some sort of deal or lend or hard money or something like that. So so what happens is you're better off coming in with a 20% down payment on this property at which would be $100,000 and finance the $400,000 which would equal to be about $1600 a month. So if this property is producing $50,000 a year, that'll be about just under $4200 a month for each for all three units per month, right? So if you're buying, this is assuming this is all net. So all expenses paid, everything's expenses are paid, like property taxes, insurance, you know, whatever upkeep you might need to do with the tenants, like whatever it may be. So this is all assumptions, but this is just for you to get a grasp of, you know, how, how you can leverage how you can leverage your internal rate of return by leveraging the bank's money. So if you were to pay cash for this deal, you would get $4,200 a month every month because you paid 500,000. You don't owe banks anything. You don't have any obligations. You're going to be getting every month. You're going to get clean $4,200 a month. However, if I were to come in with a hundred thousand dollars and finance $400,000 from the bank, I would realistically, pay about $1,600 a month just ju just for the, the bank fees, the principal and the interest of the banks. So if I were to come in and subtract $1,600 from $4,200 because I would, be, I would still own that property, it would still produce $4,200 a month, right? The only thing is I would owe the bank $1,600 for, for borrowing the rest of the money to be able to purchase that property. So this property would then, I mean, not then produce, but I would cash flow positively every month, $2,600 a month after paying back the bank, the $1,600 that I owe them every month. So with that being said, if you were to multiply that by 12, right? If you were to multiply that $2,600 net that you would make after you pay back the bank, the $1,600, you would make $31,200 a year, right? But now you're thinking like, all right, $31,000 a year doesn't seem much, but you put in $100,000. So 
a hundred thousand dollars was your initial investment. So if you were to take $31,200 that you would make and divide it by $100,000, which is your initial investment, this property is now producing 31% cash flow. So on, on your money, correct? So your internal rate of return is going to be 31% now. So you yourself, you only put in $100,000. $100,000 came out of your pocket as a down payment. You owe the bank $400,000. You now make 31% on that $100,000 that you put in. You make every three years, you're going to make that $100,000 back, right? So that's that's something very important to keep in mind. So a, a lot of people think like, oh, like I'm not going to get a, a mortgage. Like I'm going to have to pay interest and like, got you know, Kind of like the old old way of thinking that most people taught you but in reality the you know the safest way to actually do it is to use the bank's money to use other people's money you're going to make more money in, as in cash flow in return not to mention you're, from then from there on out you're going to own own the property real estate tends to double every 10 years so what happens in 10 years in 10 years you would have collected over 300 and something thousand dollars assuming you didn't even increase the rents at all right Assuming that you didn't increase the rents a dollar, you're going to make over $300,000. The property is now worth a million dollars 10 years from now. And you, if you want, you can sell that property and make half a million dollars. So off of a $100,000 investment in 10 years, that property that you put $100,000 in, you now own $600,000 in equity in that house. And this, and at this point, the mortgage was paid off a lot, a, a lot. So you don't owe that four hundred thousand; you owe less than that. And at this point, I mean, considering you didn't refinance and take some money out of that deal, so you can purchase other property. I mean, we got to that in other episodes, but as an overview, that's that's kind of the way that cap rate works. Cap rate is is a way to to understand how much a property makes per year, like as, as a return on your investment if you pay cash keyword is if you pay cash this way that I just explained is a way that, that you can leverage leverage that so you can find kind of like the true rate uh, return on your investment that you'd be getting you know in, in real numbers in real people's numbers so you can take this the same logic and apply it to a building that's 200 units it doesn't have to be a three-family right it can be 200 unit building you can take it and be like okay this building is producing 10% cash flow. If I were to put, let's say, the buildings for sale for, I don't know, $50 million, I can put the same numbers. I can put $10 million down, right? I can put $10 million down, and I would owe money, money to the bank. I would make more of a return, more than 10%, because I, I increase my leverage. So if you take this, the same numbers that I'm doing, you just put add some zeros to it, you would then make a 31% return on $10 million. And what is that? That's $3 million a year that you're going to be making. Plus, not to mention, remember what I said, that real estate tends to double every 10 years. So you that property that you paid for, what was it? Uh, $50 million is now worth $100 million. What did you You bought that real estate for $10 million. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, it's it's... It's, it makes sense. You'd like to think most people like to, to, to assume like, oh, you don't really own it until you pay it off. Like, no, 
you never want to pay off that property. Every time that property appreciates enough that you can go and refinance and take some money out of it, you're going to do it. You're going to get a chance to do it because that property pays for itself. It's an asset that just, you, you, you pay for it once. It's not like, you know, buying gold or buying silver or like buying like, oh, I'm going to buy this whatever because it's, it's going to appreciate and value. Okay, like, that, I mean, that may be the case, but in real estate, you're going to put money into something once considering you don't sell it and it's going to pay for itself for the money that you spent to be able to purchase that deal. And it's, you're going to, you're going to make tenfold on your money if you hold on that, onto that deal, considering that it pays for itself and it's cash flowing and it's renting and you're upkeeping on the property. And not to mention this, all these numbers is considering it doesn't go up. Like, let's say you can put up a 2% or 3% increase a year compounding interest that's you know i know that where i live i looked at a property that was uh, you know i think it was the, the person was there since like 1996 right she was there since 1996 and she was paying 900 a month in rent and, and this was after they increased it she was paying 600 a month in rent they increased it to like 900 in like the early 2000s so what happened was somebody came in and bought that property renovated that property you know, put probably $350,000 in, into each, into, into the whole, it was a multiple units. I think it was like seven units or something like that. And each one of those units are probably, is probably getting rented out right now for $2,800. So think about a property that somebody, if that person would have been smart with it and been able to upkeep with that property and been doing, you know, re regular renovations, they could have been getting $2,800 a month in rent. And that person, what do you think they pay for that property? Probably, what, $100,000? I don't know, probably back in the 50s, 60s. You know, who knows? But these might seem like crazy numbers now. Like, that property is probably worth, I don't know, like $7, 8000000 million now. Right? So what what happens is real estate is just, it's just, it's just a method of getting uh, uh, of the le of getting that leverage so you can be able to buy an asset that produces cash flow that you own forever so that when it does time come time for you to sell or does time come time for you to refinance you always have cash you it's like it's like a bank that never runs out you you can always pull money from there right my strategy is you know it's i i, I like to buy or or purchase or build or rental properties that's my thing obviously people there's, there's deals along the ways that you would come in and you would entitle and flip or you would build and flip and we can get into that into other episodes but you know when let's say you, you were to let's say you were to get a rental property like i said in the beginning that example for five hundred thousand dollars let's say you keep it for 20 years right so you bought it for five hundred thousand you kept it for 10 years, it doubled, now it's a million. It doubled again 10 years from there, now it's worth $2 million. You put in $100,000 into that deal, and it's probably it probably paid you over in 20 years. It probably paid you over, who knows, how many hundreds of percent, right? So you're not going to get that in the stock market. Your stock market is going to get you maybe 10%. Like, you know, like what if you would have, somebody knew that, like, let's say you're in your, your late 20s early 30s you you know you got a decent job enough that you can come in and you can save like a few 
20, 30, 40, 50, $50,000, you have a house or you're renting a nice place. And you're like, oh, I can finally come in and invest in the stock market. And you do that in 2019. You put all this money into the stock market and it crashes. And you get scared. You know, it's 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 something that it's 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 an emotional game that most people don't really ha have the the mindset to be able to understand. So the reason why real estate in particular, this is why we're doing this segment first, is because I have I believe that if you can understand real estate, if you can understand commercial real estate, if you can understand deals and cash flow and return on investments and being able to raise money to get these things to happen, you you, you understand how anything works. You you can understand how to how to purchase a company, how to mer how to merger with other companies to make it to to make it worth more. You can you know it opens up the the, the door to so many other things that you didn't even know existed just because you understand something like something like 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 how to purchase a commercial deal right like like i said in the in the first episode like most people don't even think about this stuff until they think that they have enough money to be able to purchase some something like this no just just if you figure out how it works first and then decide if you want to wait until you have money if you want to just jump in and use leverage and use other people's money to get you know things done in in future episodes, we're going to talk about raising money. We're going to talk about other deals that I've done in particular that I've looked at that I didn't get that I've offered that what what happened with it. Other friends of mine are going to come on and talk about deals and you know all the ins the ins and out the ins and outs of the deal and and basically how how they work and what their perspective is. They do you know completely other different parts of the real estate game than I do, but that's what I love about the game. Real estate, it's like you, there's a million different ways to make money in real estate. I have multiple, multiple friends that make money so many different ways that it's completely unlike the way that I do it, but it, it works. It works. It completely works for them. They, they, they make it like they make so much money. Just like I have, like, you know, it's, it, 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 it just, you, it, the way, the way you understand it is, is you have to understand the whole game. Once you understand the whole game and how, how you understand what a good deal is, there's so many methods how you can make how you can make money just based off that deal. You can raise the money. You can wholesale the deal. You can be the guy that builds it. You can be the guy that that um, finds the 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 funding uh, for the deal, right? And gets a fee off of that. There's so many different ways that you can do it. So I just wanted to open up your mind a little bit and kind of show you guys the different ways that you can use like a cap rate and like just from from that you can use that information with what you with what you can like like I said I'm not here to hold anybody's hand I'm just here to show you how it's done and then you go out there and you can find deals like like similar to this so you can find go out into to Zillow right now and find okay there's a there's a three there's a three family over here in this neighborhood what are they going for in rents in this condition okay if I were to just buy it today and this person saying that it's rented out for this much, I, I were to put in this much down and I would finance this amount of money. How much would I make every month? Would this be a good investment based off of what we talked about today? So just think about that for a little bit and ponder on that. And before you get into the next episode. All right, but I'll talk to you guys soon and I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you.